standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff. Thanks so much for tuning in. Got a lot to get into today. FanStream Sports powered by DSP Media. Follow me on Twitter at That Happens. I want to get into talk about the spring game, about the NFL draft, where we're at on things. But let's talk about the spring game first. Ohio State coming up on Saturday at noon over at the Horseshoe, and I know there'll be a lot of focus on the uh, quarterback battle between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. What's going to happen there? But really, look, it's a it's it's not even really a scrimmage. It's a glorified kind of not really a scrimmage. But how much the, the rules don't come into play as far as regular football goes. It'll be fun to see for fans. But there have been so many times in the past when there's like a spring game superstar who then fades into oblivion and you never hear from him in the regular season. But that will happen. There'll be a couple of players that stand out. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy did this. And it won't matter all that much. So you can watch spring game on the Big Ten Network. Watch it in person if you want to go to the game. Um, it's a fun time. It's a great time to take um, uh, uh, someone who's like, I'm taking my six-year-old son to the game. So I normally won't let him go or we'll take him and ask him to sit through a four-hour ordeal, four-hour game kind of thing because he might get bored. Spring game is a little easier. So uh, I encourage you to go out there and check it out or if you're going to watch from the Big Ten Network. But you're not going to get a winner from the quarterback battle based on what you see on Saturday during the spring game. I would prefer that they do something where they bring another team in and do a, a light scrimmage that way or a joint practice for people to see, bring in another school to the state of Ohio, but give more players a chance who grew up in the state of Ohio to play in the horseshoe and get the chance to do that with Ohio Stadium. So I'd rather see that. I don't know if we ever will, um, but I'd also rather see something that happen closer to the start of the season, like a few weeks out maybe in August, uh, just to give them a chance to get some live action in against another opponent without beating up on each other. Uh, but like I say, I doubt that will happen. But again, spring game is this week. There was a sound this week after practices where um, Travion Henderson, the running back, and also Tony Alford spoke. And Travion Henderson, remember, stud running back. Uh, back in 2021, he rushed for 1,248 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns, caught 27 passes, scored a total of 19 touchdowns on the year. This past year, he battled injuries all year. Ended up with just 571 yards rushing, but he did still average 6.3 yards a carry. Did score seven touchdowns on 107 attempts, but um, a injury-riddled season. There were oftentimes he would get out there, get a few carries, and then get hurt again and come out of the game. He had this foot problem, went on all year long. He talked about it um, after practice the other day and just said, look, he said, I was never healthy. I was never right. And um, every time I went out there, it seemed like it would get, when I got tackled, it would get injured again. And so I was surprised to hear that because, for one, I was surprised that he still played when Ohio State had other running backs, Mayan Williams, Dallin Hayden, that were all getting the job done. They could do it. And that Henderson still felt like he had to be out there and that the coaching staff didn't stop him from going out there when he was not 100% healthy or close to 100% healthy. So um, I found that interesting to hear that that he played hurt that often. And if he's the only running back and it's the couple games left in the season, the only thing they can count on, and they need these wins to uh, to get to the CFP or have a chance at CFP or the Big Ten Championship, I understand. But mid to late season, when they've got so many more talents, so many more, and what I mean by more is, let me see other, so many other talents. 
to count on him to carry that big of a load. Uh, like I say, Mayan Williams was great. Dallin Hayden was great. They count on those guys. And so Ohio State's got a little running back in this room. Tony Alford also talked about that, um, the running back coach, about how how badly Henderson wanted to get out there. And um, they were cautious, he said, but it doesn't seem like that they were cautious enough, in my opinion, because I don't think that there's any way Henderson should have played as much as he did uh, this past season when he was as hurt as it sounds like he was. If he's someone out there going out there and getting hurt every time he gets tackled, then it might make sense to consider going with another option in the backfield and using the other guys they have. And they're all back this year, by the way. This Ohio State backfield is absolutely loaded. Um, okay, uh, before we get into Mel Kuyper's most recent mock draft, I did want to talk about this because it does affect the draft. It doesn't really affect the draft, but it is a draft note that the number three overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft was defensive back Jeffrey Okuda out of The Ohio State University. And Struggled mightily in Detroit with injuries. The first two seasons, he only played 10 games total. Um, this past season, though, he did play in 15 games, which was great. He was able to stay healthy. He had like a, a, a core muscle injury, I think, in 2020. He tore his Achilles in the opener in 2021. So, um, But he did play 15 games this past season. Had his best season um, so far because he uh, had 73 tackles and uh, picked off a pass and returned it for a touchdown. Well, now he has been traded, uh, Jeffrey Okuda. Again, now this is what's weird about this to me. The number three overall pick in the 2020 draft has been traded to the Atlanta Falcons for um, a fifth-round pick. So that's a huge sell-low option um, and buy-low option on the Atlanta for the for Okuda, for the Lions, and for the Falcons. Uh, the Lions picked up Cameron Sutton from Pittsburgh. They also got Emmanuel Mosley, and so they've got them there. And... Uh, they figured that Okuda could, they don't necessarily need Okuda this year coming up. It's the final year of his rookie deal. So um, he is uh, off to Atlanta where he's actually going to be playing with the cornerback drafted after him. The next cornerback drafted after him back in 2020 was A.J. Terrell. Um, so, you know, like I say, it's the fourth, it's the fourth year. I, I doubt the Falcons will pick up his fifth-year option. Um, anytime they like, won't do that, but it's a it's a risk probably worth taking for the Falcons and the Lions just did not need him, but they did not get much for the number three overall pick in the uh, in this draft here in the in the 2023 draft now, but the number three overall pick back in 2020. All right, so um, Mel Kiper Jr. Mel Kiper released his most recent mock draft. It was a two round mock draft. And what are the trends going on right now? It looks like that people are now projecting in Bryce Young go number one to Carolina and then C.J. Stroud dropping two to the Texans. Um, I still think that C.J. Stroud is the best option for the Panthers. And I still think that they will end up going with him when it's all said and done. All these mock drafts are fun to talk about, but really they hold no weight whatsoever because things change around with trades and whatnot. Um, draft day trades that change things. So... Um, Bryce Young right now going number one, according to, to Mel Kuyper in his mock draft. C.J. Stroud, number two to the Texans. Uh, number three was Anthony Richardson in a trade. Uh, the uh, I think he's got the um, uh, he's got the Cardinals making a deal uh, with the Tennessee Titans to get get him there to get Anthony Richardson Florida there, which would be interesting because only the fact that not not because Ryan Tannehill's there, but you know you give Richardson a chance to. Uh, to grow for a year, but the fact that they just added Malik Willis last year, and uh, he, although he, so he didn't look great in his short stints that he had opportunities to play for the Titans, but it'd be, it, it sounds like if they do that, they'd be turning the page. At least that's what Kuyper thinks will happen. 
Number four, Will Levis to the Colts. The other quarterback, who I think, is a, a big-time project. Richards is really a big-time project, too. I'm curious to see if Hendon Hooker um, happens to sneak into the first round, which I think is a, a very real possibility. Um, he also had uh, Kuiper had J- uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba going number 12 to Houston. The beauty of that, then you'd have Stroud and uh, JSN going together in the NFL for the same team, which helps for certainly... Um, they connected really well a couple years ago um, when, obviously, JSN had his monster breakout year and his huge Rose Bowl against Utah, record-setting Rose Bowl performance. So that would be interesting to see for Buckeye fans if you get uh, Stroud and JSN going to the same place. Mel Kuyper, I think, is making a big mistake on Paris Johnson Jr. on this most recent draft. He's got Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive lineman out of Ohio State, going 19 overall to Tampa Bay, uh, the fourth offensive lineman taken uh, in, in this draft, which I'd be shocked if Paris Johnson, uh, if he's available at 17, I see the Steelers jumping all over him. I don't think he will be there at 19 when the Buccaneers pick. I fully expect Paris Johnson Jr. to be the first or second offensive lineman off the board. And um, like I say, I do not think he gets uh, anywhere close. I don't think he gets to 19. I think he's gone well before that. But anybody who gets him after, say, 11 or 12 is going to get a steal. On that one. Speaking of steals, Dewan Jones did not show up in Mel Kuyper Jr.'s most recent mock draft. So, um, which surprised me also. I think that anytime anybody taking 50 or lower, if they get Dewan Jones an opportunity to take him, he's going to get better. He was already damn good, but he's going to get better, and he's got the intangibles you need, I think, out of an offensive lineman. So, I uh, can't wait for the draft. The draft coming up April 27th with the first round of it. Um, and that's, uh, that'll be going on. And so we'll see where these Buckeyes go. I think that you'll have the three go in the first round. I think Dewan Jones will go day two in the second round. No later than the third round. So it would be day two nonetheless before you get to the third day where it's the final part of the NFL draft. But um, thank you for tuning in. I'm Jeff Fidoff, Tito at Fit Happens. This is the Buckeye Blitz, part of Fan Stream Sports. We are powered uh, by DSP and we've got so much more to talk about as we get in closer and closer to the spring game and we're going to see what Ohio State does that day and we'll talk about that we'll react to all of that as well but uh, follow me on Twitter at that happens talk to you soon